Cheers to you, my brilliant friend, and welcome to the Intelligent Intoxication Podcast, where I'll get you smashed on success without the buzzkill of burnout. Welcome back, everyone. So let's keep on digging into that pesky old inner critic. Again, so, so important to really begin to accept and understand your inner critic so that you will notice when your inner critic is getting in the mix and screwing up your decision to stop a crappy habit. So what I would love to talk to you about today are flavors of inner critics. So I've mentioned two of my favorite books on inner critics, The Courage Habit by Kate Swoboda and Dethroning Your Inner Critic by Joanna Kleinman. The flavors I'm going to speak to today are based on or come from Kate Swoboda's book, The Courage Habit. Dethroning your inner critic, she also has some phenomenal archetypes, flavors of inner critic. But for whatever reason, these that I will share with you today, they resonated with me. And so I'm going to speak to these. Okay. And again, I'm going to put the link to that resource in the notes for you. Highly recommend both books. So the first flavor of inner critic happens to be my favorite inner critic, the perfectionist. Okay. So let me, let me paint a picture for you here. An inner critic that sounds like a perfectionist is never satisfied. It's never good enough. The results could always be better. Inner critic, again, that sounds like a perfectionist, sets impossibly high standards. And what goes along with that expects you to overperform, to overdeliver, to overgive. And this type or flavor of inner critic may also be in the habit of overcontrolling and judging. Now, As I said before, this is the predominant flavor of my inner critic. And in the spirit of speaking to what this flavor of inner critic is trying to keep you safe from, rejection, for sure, uncertainty, and being somewhere where I lose all control. Okay? I know that to be true about myself. That may not be true for you, even if you have an inner critic that sounds like a perfectionist, but I have done so much work on this. I know that to be true for me. I also know that having this flavor of inner critic tips me into all or nothing thinking or thinking about worst case scenario at times or thinking in terms of black and white scenarios. And now I notice that about myself. So when this inner critic starts chattering, I am now able to say, ah, interesting. My inner critic got triggered. I'm wondering why I don't feel safe. Okay, that's it right there. That is the golden aha, my friend, is you notice your inner critic chattering and you take a pause and you say, interesting. My inner critic got triggered. I'm wondering why she or he is trying to keep me safe. What is the real threat? What is the danger? Okay, it's a game changer. Now, let's move on to the second flavor, according to Kate Svoboda of Inner Critic, the saboteur. Mm. Gotta love a good inner critic as saboteur. Here are some of the tendencies. Avoids 
commitment. Maybe makes half-assed commitments, but doesn't really follow all the way through. Might be telling you it's actually okay to quit. Oh, you've done enough for today. Let's just quit. I know you didn't plan. I, oh, you've had a hard day. Just have the wine anyways. Oh, come on. It's Easter. How can you possibly pass on the plum tart that you didn't plan to eat? Whatever that might be. And you know what? Who in the hell makes a plum tart for Easter? I don't know a single person. I don't know where that came from. Moving on. Okay. An inner critic as a saboteur may also be in the habit of chasing shiny objects. I have a little bit of this too, my friends. So if I am starting to get very frustrated with something I'm doing because I'm telling myself that it's not perfect enough, I have this secondary inner critic that likes to chime in and offer me shinier, more exciting things to go do instead. Ooh, isn't that interesting? That is very different from intentionally course correcting because what you decided to do is not working. That's like aborting the mission midstream and kind of quitting because something else seems more exciting, more shiny. Interesting, right? This flavor of inner critic may also encourage you to stop trying. Okay, so here's the thing. I noticed this type of inner critic quite a bit in my gifted and talented students. And the reason this would come up for them is if they didn't give it their best, if they quit halfway through, if they were only half-assed committed in the beginning, then if they quote unquote failed or they didn't get the grade, they had an, an excuse to fall back on. Well, of course I didn't get an A in the class. Remember, I didn't even do the essay until five minutes before. Interesting, right? This flavor of inner critic very likely is trying to keep you from failing, trying to keep you from feeling humiliated that you failed again, trying to save you from embarrassment. Okay, just get curious. The third flavor of inner critic, the martyr. Here are the tendencies. The martyr chatters at you and lets you know that you must sacrifice your own needs, that you must forego self-care, that you must not take care of yourself because if you do that, it is at the expense of meeting the needs of others. And you will be selfish, and that is very scary to be selfish because then no one's gonna wanna be around you, okay? This type of inner critic may worry quite a bit about what other people are thinking. In other words, you spend a lot of time in other people's brains. This type of inner critic may also be really overwhelmed with obligations because remember, obligations are basically trying to meet the needs of everybody else when you aren't really willing to or don't have the capacity to do so, but you're telling yourself that you should. This type of inner critic thinks it's their job to get you to rescue and protect other people because that will keep you needed by others. And if you're needed by others, they'll never leave you and you'll never be alone. Again, this flavor of inner critic will get you to take care of others in order to avoid your own self-care. Think about it. Do you have this flavor of inner critic? And finally, the fourth flavor of inner critic is the pessimist. And here are the tendencies. A pessimist believes that change really is impossible. Here's going to be a tip-off that you have an inner critic that sounds like a pessimist. Your brain, your mind is going to bring to your attention all of the evidence that in the past, you didn't follow through. In the past, you failed. In the past, you made mistakes. In the past, you just 
couldn't get it done. Okay? And therefore, if you couldn't do it in the past, there's no way in hell you're going to be able to do it now. That right there is a battle cry of the inner critic that sounds like a pessimist. Okay? Again, expects you to fail again. This type of inner critic as pessimist may also get in the habit of refusing to admit wrongdoing, not taking responsibility or ownership when they've made a mistake, blaming others or blaming circumstances for why something isn't happening, why you haven't had quote unquote success in your habit and may get you in the habit of going into the victim mentality, right? Where it's everybody's out to get you and it's the circumstances of your life and it's never going to be possible for you and the deck is stacked against you. Okay, just notice. I'm going to throw those questions in the show notes like always. Have an intoxicating day. Thank you for being here. And of course, I'll be back tomorrow with more. Hey, my friend, if you're thirsty for more than this daily shot and ready to intoxicate the hell out of your personal or professional life, I'd love to invite you to coach one-on-one with me. It all starts with a complimentary happy hour call. Head on over to terrybradway.com. That's Terry with two R's and an I. Bradway, spelled just the way that it sounds. Once you get there, my friend, Click on the Work with Terry button and we'll take it from there. Thanks for listening and have an amazing day.